to it. It's like, wow, I just give thanks. I give thanks for an extraordinary life and an extraordinary journey. The main area in which I had to focus on when I launched in the industry 22 years ago, that became my number one reason why failure was not an option. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Interviews will include the founders of Bedroom Candy, some of our amazing consultants, entrepreneurs, sex toy designers, as well as educators and experts in the industry. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. Welcome to this week's edition of The Business of Pleasure. This week, we will be speaking with a dynamic woman, Miss Dora Chambers. Uh, Miss Chambers has been a part of our Bedroom Candy community for the past year. We had her as a keynote speaker at our convention last year, and we just loved Dora. The consultants really loved her. She has a compelling story, a personal story, that just about everyone felt um, connected to as she told her story. And Dora has been working with us in the bedroom candy community as we try to and as we engage so many women and men around the direct selling industry. So this week on the business of pleasure, we'd like to speak to Ms. Chambers about just your why. For so many people, this is such a compelling business. Um, and I know that what is key to the business is really understanding your own personal story, your narrative, the why you have your compelling vision for doing the business each and every day. So this week's episode um, features Miss Dora Chambers. Let me tell you a little bit about Dora Chambers. She's a dynamic leader and charismatic speaker that motivates, excites, and inspires many. Through the power of her story, her words of passion and conviction, her contagious laugh and affectionate spirit, Ms. Chambers is a messenger of endless possibilities. I love that, a messenger of endless possibilities. Ms. Chambers is a seasoned professional that is committed to operating at the highest level of excellence. She has over 30 years of combined experience in business and leadership development, relationship marketing and sales training, and quality assurance. Ms. Chambers launched her own business as an independent consultant in the telecommunications industry in 1994, specializing in marketing and business development. By 1996, Ms. Chambers made history as the first African-American woman to reach the position of regional vice president. She has become a legend in the industry, building an international organization of thousands of distributors that spans the globe with millions of dollars in sales revenue. Ms. Chambers has become one of the most requested trainers and speakers in the industry. 
Out of this success, Ms. Chambers launched DDC Success Coach, a personal and professional development consultant firm. Blessed to tell her story, Ms. Chambers now travels the world, moving her audiences to laughter and tears as she translates her life lessons into a powerful message of hope and possibilities, teaching that success is not only possible, but necessary. In 2001, Ms. Chambers launched her Women's Empowerment Conference, Embracing the Journey, empowering thousands of women throughout the country. She is also honored as a keynote speaker for many churches, schools, and organizations. She develops and facilitates marketing and sales training for several organizations and companies. Ms. Chambers has been honored as a recipient of many awards, both for her business achievements and community activism, and was featured in Success Magazine in May 1999. As a passionate philanthropist, Ms. Chambers founded the Coyoba House Foundation in 1998, dedicated to working with homeless families and children in the U.S. and Ghana. And in honor and loving memory of her best friend, Joyce Ann Hilliard, and two dear friends and business associates, Kim Cosby and Miss Barbara Matthews, Miss Chambers is devoted to raising awareness to breast cancer through health and wellness seminars and fundraisers as the founder of the Pink Ladybug Foundation. In 2012, Miss Chambers produced a major fundraiser event called Speak Life. Her motto In order to be successful in anything you do in life, you must first dare to dream and expect to win big. That's just such a wonderful, wonderful story, Dora. I just love every time I read and Mm. see your bio. You've accomplished so much. You must be proud. Oh, I just feel blessed and just humbled. You know, as, as I'm listening to it, it's like, wow, I just give thanks. I give thanks for an extraordinary life. And an extraordinary journey, and um, just grateful to still be on it, and still, you know, growing and still stretching. So it's an honor. It's thank yeah, you so much. You're welcome. I, you know, I often have that feeling, um, particularly with women, when I read their bios and I read it back to them. Many of them say, "Wow!" When I'm listening to it on the other end of the line, or sitting being introduced, they think, wow, I've done all that. I really did Mm -hmm. all that. And it really is a challenge sometimes to listen to our accomplishments, absorb it in and take the time to realize some of the things that we've done. And in your case, it's just a brilliant and awesome, awesome journey that you seem to be to have been on. And knowing you personally, I know that there's even you know, tenfold more to the story, which is why I wanted to invite you to the business of pleasure, because so much about what we talk about here is what it means to be in business, what it means to be an entrepreneur, um, and, you know, what it means to to live your dream. And you, uh, that's been your journey. And so I wanted to um, just take some time today to chat with you about your journey. Um One of the things that we talk about a lot um, is finding your why. And I'm very much into storytelling these days. And I know that for each of us, our why defines us. Do you have a why when you think about why you've been in the direct sales industry? What is your why? You know, that's such a powerful question. And it's definitely 
the main area in which I had to focus on when I launched in the industry 22 years ago. Um, as, as, you know, as you shared, I, I worked for the government for 11 years in the nuclear industry. I, I, I made nuclear weapons for a living and worked it for both the Department of Defense as well as Department of Energy. But unfortunately, in the early 90s, you know, the government was making some huge cutbacks. Um, a lot of military bases were closing, and a lot of the nuclear programs were um, being downsized as well. Well, I was downsized out of 20,000 individuals that were laid off. I was one of them. I was 30 years old and um, got the pink slip. And in a matter of a second, my life fell into a newfound reality. Um, I found myself homeless in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from California, so here I found myself 3,000 miles away from home. I couldn't afford to get home, but worse than that, Nadine, you know, no one in my family could afford to send for me at that time. And that was a huge wake-up call for me because I realized, wow, something needs to change. Something has to change. There has to be something different to change the direction of my family and had no idea what it was going to be. But I found myself homeless, um, doing the motel hopping. I mean, I was in some situations where... I was sleeping in motels that were so unclean and unsafe, you know, I would put clothes on before I went to bed. I would, you know, put furniture up against the door to the point where I actually just felt more comfortable and safer sleeping in my car, and that's what I did. Um, I got good at, you know, parking my little Jetta in between the 18-wheelers um, at the truck stops, and, you know, I would make friends with the cashiers, and they would, uh, you know, allow me to sneak in and take showers, um, you know, clean it up and McDonald's and Burger King restrooms and sleeping under the, you know, the, the lights, the parking lights and uh, the Walmart, you know, parking lots. So that was my life. So needless to say, when I was introduced to the industry uh, of network marketing, one of the first things my mentor asked me, he said, listen, it's one thing to see an opportunity. It's another thing to be hungry for change. But you have to understand your why. So needless to say, because of where I was, um, I knew exactly what my why was, and it may surprise some people because, you know, I was homeless at the time when I was introduced to the industry. I didn't have a college degree. I'd never been a business owner, had no experience in this industry whatsoever, but my biggest why was my mother. Um, I, I'm the oldest of four, um, and I watched my mother as a single mother raise four children, and at that time in my life, um, I saw four adult children that could not take care of one woman. Um, and that bothered me. I, you know, I was one of those individuals when you grow up, I don't know, you know, many of you um, grow up and say, Mama, when I get big, I'm going to buy you a house. And I meant that. And, you know, so it bothered me more than not only could I not take care of myself, I couldn't give my mother extra $20 if she needed it. So that became my number one reason why failure was not an option and that creating success was an absolute must and it was a duty and it was my responsibility. So I built my whole foundation and my whole motivation was around, you know, buying my mother a house, taking care of my right. mother and everything I did from, you know, picking people's interests to acquiring customers. It didn't matter how many no's I went through. It wasn't going to shake me because I had to buy my mother's house. So that was my number one thing, and I wrote it down, you know, after reading books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and being mentored. You know, my mentors would tell me, be detailed, write your goals down, write your top ten things down, and keep adding to the list, and being very detailed about it. I defined my mother's house. I knew exactly that she, I always remember growing up, hearing her say she wanted a corner lot because it had the prettiest lawn. 
<laughs> so, you know, I wrote that down, you know, with the four bedroom, the three and a half bathroom, you know, bathroom and, you know, the three car garage. Because even though we're all grown, we often go home to visit mama. So um, I wrote all that down. And so it's interesting because I was able to use that as a motivation. I think this is so important for people to understand. Your why becomes your fuel. Your why becomes your motivation. Your why is what gets you up out of bed every morning, jacked out of your mind about the possibilities of what today is going to create. You know, waking up with that great expectation that every day I'm going to get closer to buying my mama's house. <laughs> wow, that is and just awesome. Me. Um, just I went awesome. through periods where I had some very down times. I mean, I, I wasn't one of the quickest people out of the gates in starting this business. I got it started off real fast, had some success up front, but then my business kind of just hit a real low um, and lost, you know, almost my entire organization and found myself rebuilding after only being in this industry for four months. But it didn't shake me because I was so locked in on why I was doing it and why it was necessary that no matter how many times I got knocked down, no matter how many, how many times uh, people told me no, no matter how many, you know, obstacles that I had to overcome, you know, I was determined to win because I had to buy my mother's house. So that was the number one thing for me. And I put it up on the board and I, you know, I put it on the vision board. I had the, you know, the posted notes and the whole list of the things that I wanted to be able to accomplish, you know, on my bathroom mirrors, on my bedroom walls. And I looked at it and I read it over and over and over again to remind myself why it was important to do something every day to get me closer to that goal. That's, that's just incredible. I love when you said your why becomes your fuel and, yes. you know, it's a thing that gets you up in the morning and so much, you know, in the industry, I've spoken um, with consultants, primarily with women about defining their why. And you're absolutely right. It is the thing that gets you up in the morning. And often I've heard people say, you know, um, Self-motivation is the best. And really, people can, you know, you can hear motivational speakers talk to you about how great you can be in setting these external goals. But when you find your why reason, when you understand what that is for you, that is the most compelling thing to get you up in the morning, not what somebody else has defined as success, but what you have defined as success for yourself. Would you agree That's with correct. that? That's correct. Because success is defined in your own way. And whatever that is for you, you get a chance to design it. And I, I've learned that this industry gave me permission to dream big and to write my own story, to put pen to paper to what I wanted my story to look like. And that's the power of, you know, business ownership. That's the power of entrepreneurship, that you get to write your own story. You get to, I always say, you get to write it, you get to direct it, and most importantly, you get to star in it. <laughs> right is your life and you know knowing that why and you know and it's all about the power of understanding your why is you start with the end in mind act as if you already have it now what would it feel like to buy your mother's house what would it feel like to be living in your dream home and driving your dream cars what would it feel like to write a check to your church or to your cause and not have to worry about how many commas or zeros was in the check. What would that feel like? And you start from that place. And that's what your why allows you to do. It allows you to start from the what if. Act as if you already have it. And then you start backwards. And then you begin to do the work. So attach yourself to that feeling. 
That's what the why is about. It's about attaching yourself. Oh, my God, how would it feel to be able to call my mother and say, Mama, you know, happy birthday, go buy a house. And I would imagine that each and every single day until 18 months after being in this industry on my mother's 52nd birthday. I'll never forget it. August 14th, 1995, after only being in this industry 18 months, I was able to make that phone call. And the feeling is priceless. It is absolutely priceless to be able to pick up that phone and say, hey, Ma. You know, and when you think about it, you know, 18 months prior to that, you know, again, couldn't give her extra five, ten, twenty dollars. Wow. I attached myself to imagining making that phone call. Imagine being able to hand my mother that key and opening that door. And then you work from that place. See, many people will start from where we are now, and you don't see how is that possible. I don't know how I'm going to get there. See, it's none of your business how. Wow. (laughs) You just keep focusing on it and letting that energy of the power of visualization go to work for you and then just trust the process. Wow, I love that. So um, what you're saying is that if they have um, if they have this why or this vision, you want to attach to yourself to the end goal, what it's going to look like, and then work yes. and work from that perspective. So you can almost imagine what it would feel, taste, and smell like at at, there it is. at the end. Okay, I get it. So it's not about maybe. Listen, it's all about the feeling. Okay. It's all about the feeling. Okay. You know, I tell people, what would it feel like to be promoted to the highest position in your company? What would it feel like to hear your name being promoted to your highest, you know, position in the company? What would that feel like? Imagine your promotion. Imagine yourself giving your acceptance speech, if you will. What would that feel like? And attach yourself to that feeling and just imagine it. Wow. And then eventually you become it because now that's... That's 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 the fuel now. <laughs> wow. That's the fuel that takes you, you know, gets you up in the morning and ready to go to work and do the work. Wow, I get it. I totally, I totally get it. I, I uh, listen. It's huge. <laughs> One of the huge. things you said earlier <laughs> that was really interesting to me was sometimes, you know, from a family perspective, you mentioned that when you needed to leave Atlanta, not only did you not have the money to do it, but your family could not afford to send for you either. And yeah. that that is, um, I must think, uh, a very powerful or overwhelming feeling to understand that you were in a difficult situation, but also realizing that your family was also struggling too, and, and you needed to make a difference. That's right. That's right. And I think it it allows you, if you're willing to be honest with self, it allows you to take a look at where you are now and and asking yourself some very serious questions. Like I had to ask myself, was I any closer to achieving those goals that I set for myself and my family? You know, was I living the life that I knew that I deserved? And was my family, I'm very close to my family. Again, I'm the oldest of four. And I'm 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 the big sister for real, <laughs> right. and I don't have any children of my own, um, but I'm blessed to have seven nieces and nephews. And I, I knew what life I wanted them to be able to enjoy and to live. And I was asking myself, wow, you know, what am I doing today that's going to impact generations yet unborn? And when you when you realize, okay, I don't have anything in place that's going to ensure a bright future for our future generations and, you know, for our children's children. And I realized, okay, guess what? It just takes one. It just takes one to make a conscious decision 
to step out of the box, to get out of our comfort zone, and be willing to do something different. Be willing to do what the masses aren't willing to do in order to live the life that the masses will never live. Right. So, and it just takes one. Think about that, Nadine. It just takes one. It just took one, one Ford, one Rockefeller, one Rothschild to change an entire future of a family. I would, some people say history. But it changed an entire generation of a family because one person made a conscious decision to do something different. Yeah, that's that's very powerful. And especially in family units, you realize that in many ways, you know, we're interdependent emotionally as family members, mm. but we're also mm -hmm. sometimes interdependent financially. I mean, I know what it's like to be, um, you know, where you have a cousin who, you know, is a single mom and she's struggling and she needs your help. And you know that, you know, that $200 can make a difference. Or you have, you know, somebody who, you know, is struggling to get the kids in a daycare program or an elderly person who needs special care. And as family members, we want to be able to do, and there's such a sense of shame when we cannot help, we, when we cannot help yes, each right. other. It really does yes, bring right. about a real um, a sense of powerlessness sometimes and yes. shame for many and I, of us. And I've come to appreciate um, the conversation of a village. It takes a village. Oh, yes. Um, as you know, I've lived in Ghana. Um, I lived in Ghana for three years, and I still have family there. Um, and it really helped me appreciate, you know, that what we call that village mentality, right. really understanding what community and what family is really all about. And, you know, after my very first visit to Ghana, you know, I came back more on fire with my business because my why was stretched. My why was really understanding this is about, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me, you know, with the cars and the houses. This is about truly a legacy and that we have a vehicle that can help us do that. So then at that point, your why becomes even bigger, like you said, when, it, when you think about your family. Like, how am I making a difference? And most importantly, like you said, being in a position to not only help, but also being in a position to teach people how to fish. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You to know, be I was that teacher. Able to share the mm -hmm. wisdom and the knowledge, you know, yeah. with my family members and extended family members about what we could do together and how we cr can create and build together. So it also gave me an opportunity to teach my family how to fish. Because as they say, you know, the saying goes, I can give you a fish and feed you for a day. I can teach you how to fish and feed you for a lifetime. Right. Absolutely. My why is now teaching people how to fish. Absolutely. And that's what we get to do in the direct sales industry, isn't it? That's we really, right. We really do. We get to build leaders and we get to teach people how to fish and do it for themselves and then show others how to do the same. It's really a wonderful yeah. community, a wonderful business model. Unlike any other business model out there, it's one where you really do get to teach others how to fish, teach them to do others to do the same, and at the same time, build leaders. And I mean, what an amazing business model where, you know, I think it's the only business model where you succeed when other people succeed as well. That's correct. Yeah. It's that just is awesome. so, and, that's, and that's the power of what we do, Nadine. I know you know that. That is definitely the power of what we do. It was Zig Ziglar that says, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And in our industry, it is designed to do just that. That's just what a perfect place for us to end today. Dora, it's just been <laughs> wonderful to have you. I could talk with you for another hour. I would love to have you back on the podcast. I think 
people are going to really love this episode. And I'd love to have you back um, to talk about. I mean, you have some great stuff you've shared with me about leadership. And I'd love to have you back just to talk about leadership. But today I wanted to talk about the power of why. And so thank you so much for being on the podcast with us, for being a part of the business of pleasure. We really, really, um, I really enjoyed having you. And I think our listeners will enjoy listening to you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you. It was such a pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. This was another episode of The Business of Pleasure brought to you by Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties. I am your host, Nadine Thompson, and we had the pleasure of listening today to Miss Dora Chambers. Have a great day. The Business of Pleasure is brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Tune in next week to listen to our next fun episode of The Business of Pleasure. An up-to-date listing of all our episodes can be found on our blog at www.bedroomcandy.com forward slash podcast. And that's candy, K-A-N-D-I. 